0: Hello, everyone. My guest today is Philippe Corto. He's the founder of a company called Qualys, which helps organizations streamline and consolidate their security and compliance solutions in a single platform and build security into digital transformation initiatives for greater agility, better business outcomes and substantial cost savings. Philippe, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. Okay, good. So tell us about the company. What does it do? And what is your business model? How do you make money?
1: Uh, so our company, in fact, uh, we, had, we had the vision that we could use uh, at the time internet technology to essentially help automate and streamline, you know, security audits, identifying your vulnerabilities on your perimeters and on your network so you could protect yourself better. So the way we make money is essentially it's a subscription-based model. It's try and buy. Uh, we deploy very well. We have today more than, 50, more than 70% of the Fortune 50, which, has, which have standardized on Qualys, and about 40% of the Fortune 1000, and 25% of the Forbes Global 2000.
0: So how, how many so total customers is that added up? We, we, have, we work
1: around 10,000. Okay. In, in 106 countries.
0: That's great. Yeah, and, and I cut you off. Tell us more about what the company does.
1: Yeah, so essentially we'll help you identify all of your global IT assets, whether you're a small company or very large companies. And then from there, give you the the continuous view of the security and compliance posture of those assets. We also allow you to identify those assets which have been compromised by malware. And then we do that in a very cost effective way and uh, absolutely in real time. And of course, uh, you don't have to buy that plethora of, enter- of security enterprise solution. So in a way, we are the kind of the Salesforce.com of security helping you consolidate a lot of these different applications that you may have. And also we help you, uh, which is very unique to help you also secure your digital transformation efforts. In other words, either... The the uh, the uh, what what you have on an Amazon or an Azure or as well as on your private cloud.
0: And Philippe, on average, what do people pay you per year or per month for this?
1: It varies from very very small companies who, who, who pay us hundred dollars uh, two hundred dollars a year to very large companies who pays who pays us multi million dollars per year.
0: It, got it. If I forced you to pick an average, what would you say?
1: It depends on the segment. So, on the enterprise, so we web enterprise, the mid market, the SME, and the SMB. So, I would say the average of the enterprise will be above hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay. Uh, on, on the SME, it will be around uh, fifty thousand dollars a year, and on the uh, small businesses, will be more like uh, you know five thousand dollars a year.
0: Five thousand a year. Okay, got it. And then take us more. Tell me more about the backstory here. So, when did you launch the company?
1: So we launched the company in 1999, which is quite a long time ago, with, again, that vision that we could really use the new technology to uh, change, essentially, like Salesforce.com did. It took us a much longer time because the security people were very reluctant to the model, because for them it was all about keeping the the data inside, so they didn't like the cloud. But now today, of course, everybody realizes that you have to essentially embark into this cloud architecture. So we are now finally extremely well positioned.
0: And, uh, what is your team size today?
1: We have about, eight, uh, 870 people now. And with a big chunk, we made a big investment in engineering, uh, and ops in India, where we have now about 350 people in Pune in India.
0: That in- that's included and in the 870?
1: Yes, it is. Yes.
0: Okay. So India and where else are you as your team based?
1: Also, we're 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 based in uh, you know in about uh, in, in in Europe in all, all the major countries in Brazil in Hong Kong in in Asia in all the major markets. So we're totally global. You know, where you,
0: you where are your off your main offices though? So India and so where our else? Our
1: main office is in the Silicon Valley. So we're just next to this San Francisco airport.
0: Great. So India and uh, and Silicon Valley very good. And have you? I imagine since you're from the Valley, you've probably raised. But I'll ask it anyway. Are you bootstrapped or have you raised capital?
1: Uh, we were very reasonable. In fact, uh, we we raised uh, all total. We raised about sixty five million dollars altogether. And as you can see today, we have a market cap of um, a little bit more than two billion dollars. We were cash flow positive. What do you, what do you mean? Early.
0: What do you mean by that, Philippe? When you say a market cap of two billion, what do you mean?
1: So we're a public company so today our stock you the value of our stock today uh, it's equal to uh, you know two, two billion market capitalization
0: and uh, and i cut you off you were going to continue
1: uh no no that's fine i made the point
0: okay so well, you said you're you were very reasonable so of the 65 million you raised how much of that was pre-ipo and how much did you raise when you ipo'd
1: so yeah absolutely so we're both reasonable on both counts so we raised 65 million dollars uh, and before the IPO, and at the IPO, we raised about a bit less than 100 million dollars. Okay, and today we have about uh, more than close to 300 million dollar cash. So we're a very, very profitable company, very stable company, growing well, and with a large global customer base.
0: And what were you at and uh, ter- uh, like? Well, I guess right when you went public, the month before you went public, what was your AR run rate?
1: uh boy i will have to remember wait so, what
0: year did you go public in
1: uh, uh I, about five years ago in 2012
0: okay what what are you at today I, in terms I, of arr uh,
1: so today we, we you know our running rate so our running rate we're above 200 million dollars a year
0: you said above or about 200 million
1: about above
0: yeah do you think you'll break like by the end of the year you'll break call it 250 or no
1: Oh no, uh, no. Our guidance, uh, our guidance is around two hundred and thirty million dollars
0: for the end of this year.
1: For the end of this year,
0: correct. got it. And and with that, and with that kind of revenue, uh, you mentioned to you earlier, you had ten thousand customers. Is that right?
1: Around yes, correct.
0: Around around ten thousand. So that means on average, you've got those guys paying you about. Eh, you have three. You, you broke down the segments earlier, but you've got on average they're paying you about fifteen hundred bucks a month, or about like you said, five grand a year. Yeah, correct. Yep, interesting. And
1: much more smaller customers and large customers.
0: Yeah. Now, why did you when you when you did go public back in 2012? Were you past the 100 million dollar run rate at that point, or no?
1: Uh, Yes, yes,
0: you were. Okay. And why, strategically, did you make the decision to go public instead of just raise another private round and have it be you know you know raise capital
1: that way? Oh, because because we we believe we had a very good, uh, strong and solid model and we, that will be well received by Wall Street. And it's a, it's an efficient way, because if you go and, and continue, to, we could have tried to be a unicorn. But then, of course, you suddenly you have a lot of more investment made and then they push you to spend more money than what you need to, to for growth. So we, we thought it would be better to go public.
0: Yep. And are you uh, what is your founding team look like? Uh, you were one of the founders right in back in 1990. Nine.
1: Correct. I was in fact the founder and uh, more of the angel investor and became the and became the the CEO in 2001 uh, when I invested a lot of money because at the time uh, the VCs were shying away from everything which was internet security applied to the enterprise that was the internet bubble. So I had to invest my own money. And uh, how much and of your money C- did you put in? I uh, put about $25 million.
0: Okay. And you were, so you were the founder, you bootstrap, bootstrap, you raised capital. And then you eventually in 2012, I had to put in 25 of your own, of your own capital. Correct. Where did you get that money from?
1: Oh, from previous successful, uh, you know, I'm a, the kind of a serial entrepreneur. I've built about five, uh, six companies, which uh, either I've sold a, uh, a couple of them. I took public one and, uh, and uh, so, you know, hard work. And uh, and uh, you know I, I did that in 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 uh, in mail with CCMail in search with Verity in uh, in internet payment with Signio and uh, and Qualis of course. So
0: and so when you look around the cyber security space now and you've got low ARPU kind of. Solutions like no 4 and then you've got you know companies like uh, Centrify and, and Malwarebytes. You know Malwarebytes, we just mm-hmm. had on the show. You know they've got three thousand or three million customers, doing about ten million in MRR, so about one hundred twenty million in ARR. Do you think a company like mm-hmm. that will go public, and do you see them playing in your space?
1: Uh, I think we're more than one moving into the space of a lot of security companies because we have a platform, a real, true cloud-based platform. And that's what give us a significant leverage. It took us a long time, you know, to build that platform at the scale at which you need to build. If you look at security, security first has to be an issue of accuracy, and that's what that industry is so fragmented. No false positive, no false negative. Then it becomes an issue of scale. You have to be able to look at your global network. Now it has become an issue of immediacy. Is you cannot do that with a traditional enterprise solution. You need really to have a more cloud-based solution where you can distribute the computing power you know, between having sensors, bringing the data, using the internet as the means of communication, and then having very large computing power so you could correlate, analyze in real time. So that requires cause that kind of architecture, which is what qualifies now.
0: CRMs might be the tool that I fight with the most. I just haven't found one that I really liked. I don't know if you guys are the same way, but they're just so tricky. And a while ago, I had a guy named John Lee on my show. He's the CEO of ProsperWorks. And he told me they just passed 40,000 customers and 24 million in annual revenue. So they're doing about $286,000 in revenue per employee. And I said, wow, why is this working? And I said, you know what? I'm going to try it. So I went to prosperworks.com forward slash love your CRM signed up and it immediately became clear why it worked. Those of you that love growth hacking, you should go to that link just to see how they do the onboarding. That's prosperworks.com forward slash love your CRM. In short, it's like magic. you know. I'm not the guy that you know finishes the sales call and then takes the time to actually put data into the CRM. They have this magical way of just doing it and it's a beautiful thing. So every morning when I wake up, I just go, okay, what leads are ProsperWorks telling me to reach out to because they're most likely to close? And it works so well. And you guys know I love money and I love only focusing on the leads that are gonna close. So I encourage you to try ProsperWorks, they're sponsoring the show. Check them out at prosperworks.com forward slash love your CRM folks. That's again, prosperworks.com forward slash love your CRM. Would you ever use some of the capital on your balance sheet to go make an acquisition of some of these private security companies?
1: We have already started. Uh, we didn't want to do that uh, early on until we have enough build of the back end because it's all about the architecture. So, but now we've already started. We're quite a small company in India, Navi's. Uh, And we are looking now much more actively at acquiring smaller company, good engineering, good architecture, good people. That's, that's our mantra.
0: And what is your target kind of size? Like you're looking for companies in the 20 to $30 million ARR range or what size are you looking at?
1: Um, Most maybe smaller. I think it's more, it's not even the size that guides us. It's first of all, the architecture, you have to have the right architecture. You're talking about the tech architecture. Yeah, correct. Uh, Absolutely. And then of course, then it's the people. Now, If the architecture is not that good, typically, you know, you don't have good people unless these people realize that they made some mistake in their architecture and they are changing it. And that's fine. So, but it's architecture and then the people and then the valuation, you know, we have no reason of paying, you know, significant amount of dollars for something that we could build ourselves. So it's a question of also time to market. So everything we do, we try to really be a good home for the company that we acquire. Uh, so we need also the motivation of the people and, you know, doing things in a reasonable way. At the end, it's all about security is a very challenging domain and you want to really satisfy your customers, which means you need to give them tool that they can deploy easily, that uh, does the job and protect them at the end of the day. So it's, it's a serious business.
0: Annually, what percentage of your customers are you retaining?
1: Oh, we were, you know, we have very good retention rates. Much more on the, of course, the enterprise is more sticky than the than the SMB. But so we are in the ninety-five percent on the enterprise and about in the 85 percent on the uh, on the SMB. SMB.
0: And have you reached kind of uh, net negative revenue churn due to your expansion revenue and inside sales team? Uh,
1: no, no. As far as I'm concerned, we are a very healthy model uh you know philippe uh,
0: Philippe, sorry net negative revenue churn maybe you you might call it something different but that's like when your expansion revenue is more than your lost revenue
1: no no we're we're positive
0: got it so 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 you let me just make sure i understand uh over the next you know over 2017 the revenue that you've expanded customers from 2016 is more than the revenue of churn customers
1: absolutely Absolutely.
0: Yeah, very cool. And what is the, t- walk me through what that expansion sale looks like for you. So is it a, are you selling more seats? Are you selling more features? What's it look like?
1: It's a combination of all. So what we do, first of all, is that our, our customers can, we, we speak more in terms of IPs than, than seats. So because we we scan your devices, etc. so they could decide to do more. But we have also have additional solutions that they can acquire, for example, compliance solution or detection of malware, or so we have now a portfolio of solutions, and what's very unique with our platform is that our customers, they don't need to install really anything, they can try and buy. So they can, from their own, from, from their application, they can essentially go and try these new solutions that we have. And of course, are very easy for them to expand. So we have, as a result of that, the cost of deploying and of maintaining everything is centrally managed and self-updating. So the customers, they don't have to worry about updates anymore. We update all of that automatically. So we save a lot of costs for the customers. We make it much easier for them to adapt, to try the technology, and then, of course, deploy it.
0: Felipe makes a lot of sense. I appreciate those, that feedback there. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book?
1: Oh, it's a, it's a long time since I've read some business books. But I think... <laughs> So very, very long time. So today I'm more into the doing. People tell me you should write a business book. And I say, no, I'm sorry. I, I would <laughs> write a few things. But I've read a lot of business books. I, would, uh, I, I, I shy away you know, from giving a name. Uh, so the, if you tell me who, who is the person that from a business standpoint I, I admire more, the most is Jack Welch.
0: Jack Welch. Very good. That was number really,
1: two. Really, yeah, and, and wrote a lot of very I- interesting books.
0: Good. Number three, what's your, besides your own, what's your favorite online tool?
1: Uh, to, today, I, 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 still, uh, I, I still love mail. Uh, it, I, I wish mail was even better. You know, I, I used to be the CEO of, of Mail, so I still have that. I think mail is a very powerful tool. But today, more, more importantly, I say...
0: Philippe, did you say, did you say mail, like snail mail? mail.
1: No. Yeah. No. Not like snail mail. Like like email. Got it. So email. But I think the 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 tool I like the most today, I would say, is the phone. I think today's. I think that that phone brings so much power to to the individual. You can do your mail. You can do your text. You can do video chat. You can do almost everything today. And I think this is a fantastic, uh, fantastic, uh, d- d- you know, product.
0: Number four, Philippe. How many hours of sleep do you get every night?
1: Oh, it depends. So sometimes, you know, if I need to do things, you know, I may not sleep very little, like two or three hours. But if I if I can't get a good sleep, I will sleep my seven or eight hours.
0: On average, if what do you I, get?
1: Oh, probably a good six, seven hours.
0: Okay, that's pretty good. And what's your situation? Married, single? Do you have kids?
1: Yeah, or kids, and I've got in fact I've got four kids, and I've got a little girl. Uh, she's she's going to turn eleven years old, and, and I think it's a fantastic generation. By the way, that generation of new girls they are very very curious. They are very well aware of everything, and they're very studious, and I think they are going to rule the world.
0: I love that, Philippe. And how old are you today?
1: Uh, I've just turned 73.
0: Okay, last question. Take us back 53 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew?
1: Oh, not as much. Yeah, I'm a physicist, so I've always been very curious, and... uh, but I think today when I look at the progress of technology, it's just amazing. I mean, it's absolutely amazing, the progress we've made of understanding of things and the technology moving but what's, so But
0: what's something you you just look back and you go, man, I wish my 20-year-old self knew that?
1: Uh, not much. In fact, you know what I, what I think at the end of the day, uh, it's to, today if you want to be successful is your ability to learn continuously, your, which means your curiosity. And... Uh, and I think, and then you, you you learn through life. So it's not what happens to you, it's what you make of it. That's what I've learned, you know, going through life. So I wish I would have learned a little bit more of what is more fundamental in life. But, you know, I've discovered it uh, as I want. Uh, so it's, uh, but, I'm, you know, I, I think I, I would like to live another 150 years and continue uh, inventing and looking at things. And, uh, But maybe one day, not for me, but uh, for uh, the generation to come, I think we'll extend the human life significantly.
0: There you guys have it from Philippe. Always stay curious, no matter what, no matter what. He obviously has had many successful exits. His most current one is Qualys, which he took public after sinking in 25 million bucks of his own capital. The company raised over 65 million total. By the end of this year, they'll pass $230 million in annual recurring revenue. Founded in 1999, they've now got a team of 870 people, heavy engineering between India and Silicon Valley, serving 10,000 customers and as their information Uh, or sorry, end-to-end IT security and compliance back end. Thank you, Philippe, for taking us to the top.
1: Okay, thank you very much. It was a real pleasure.